0: We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Is it the, the mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. Oh, there we go. We don't need that one. That's all right. We'll just leave that one there. We'll have that one. Yeah. Thank you. First world problems, which pulpit to use? And so I say the mind is willing, but the or the... the the heart is willing the spirit's willing but the flesh is weak so when you smell that smell that's going to come from the back of the auditorium that smells a bit like a Brazilian barbecue keep focusing on Jesus amen because people are going to get saved through the Brazilian barbecue this morning no they're going to get saved through the Word of God cool alright thank you guys thank you Andrew team it's very nice who loves Jesus all right, let's put that background up. I want to see that background. It looks good. They're like, "What background? That one? <laughs> That's a big Jesus right there." <laughs> I love uh, this. This. This is just awesome. I love this. This series, and I. And I just. I must admit, this week. I've been I've been reflecting on last last week because last week there was a overwhelming presence of God in this room. The Holy Spirit was moving, and and uh, and, and this is not a bad thing. I was just like, Lord, there was something different about last week. There was just a, a and an, an more of an intense presence of God, and, and I, as, I as as you do, you, you just ask the Lord, what do you what do you uh why 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 was it different? What, what did we hit? What did we? Uh, did, what did we connect with? Was it just that, you know, uh, the the drummer was in beat this week? Probably, probably, you know, or or was it? That was last week, by the way. Last, not this week. Not this week. That was last week. You know, I'm sure he was in beat this week. <laughs> but anyway, great to have Roy and Sophie here. But anyway, anyway we've, got to get, we've got so much to get through this morning. Um, and I was, I was just asking God, I was like, oh God, what, what, what was it? What was it?" And he, he just really it, just, it was like a little bit of a rebuke, but not a bad rebuke. And, and, and this, is not a, a, this is nothing to be uh, feel bad about even as a church. but I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, "You preached truth." You preach truth, and I'm like, "Well, I preach truth every week." Yeah. He, and and I just felt the Holy Spirit know this. What, this? Uh, uh, not that uh, you know. A lot of the time, we as as ministers and, and people who who preach the Word of God, there's a level of encouragement. It's a good thing in preaching. Who likes to be encouraged? But sometimes we can we can waver more on the encouraged side. And still bring truth, but you know what? When, we just, when it's truth, it's truth. And encouragement is good, but you know, it's something I just felt, man, that as we speak the truth of God, God moves. And encouragement is good as well because I love, you know, Hebrews chapter 10, 24 and 25. You look it up later. But I just felt, man, and this morning again, so I'm like, Lord, we're gonna do the same thing next week. Because I don't know about you, but it's, it's it's definitely not about me. It's all about you, and I want to see people move in the presence of God, move in their authority of God, and move in their passion for Jesus. Amen. Amen. And feel free to to get excited this morning because uh, you know we can leap and we can jump and we can shout for something. If you can't leap, jump, and shout for something, then 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 I, I really pray for you. I pray there's something that excites your spirit. If if you're maybe you're a a a, a sports fan, that's okay. You can get excited about sport. That's all right. But here's someone to get more excited about, which is Jesus. And so I want to encourage you this morning, you know, you, you can be, you can yell, you can uh, amen, you can get excited, uh, not for what I'm saying as, a, as for me, because it doesn't do anything for me whatsoever, but it does something for you when you're going, you know what, I believe in that because of you, Jesus, and I believe in the Word of God. Amen? Cool. Uh, let's get into it, Father, in the name of Jesus, The name that is above every other name. Would you come and fill our hearts? But Lord, we've got to open them truly to you. And so I pray this morning for every person. Every person out in the parents' room, every child out in kids, every leader, every server. Every person serving the lunch this afternoon, where are they working? Lord, overflow in this place. Lord, fill every person's heart. Fill our Lord's spirit with what is in your spirit. And so Jesus, this morning, I pray that you would be glorified. Would you come and help bring this message, Lord? And I, I give all the glory to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 If you've got your Bibles, which I hope you do. Can I just say that a, a, just a little bit more? Um, i say it nice. i say it like this. You don't have to answer this question. Why do you not bring your Bible to church? And just, that's your homework. You can answer that question in your own time. Because isn't the Word of God something that we believe in? Yeah. And I want to encourage you, bring your Bible. Unless you have memorised the entire Bible off by heart, yeah. And I'm like you know, there's some people who can do it, but bring your Bible to church. Read along with us. Tonight you're going to understand, I'm going to preach on it as well, but let's bring, bring your Bibles to church. Open up the Bible together. Open up the Word of God together. Well, anyway, let's go to John chapter 14. Is it going to come up? Boom. It says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Obviously, these are the words of Jesus. I'm uh, going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it. So that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. This morning, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we've got a lot to get through and, and good on you if you did your homework from last week. Remember, I asked you to read through Mark chapter 9. Let's be honest, who did their homework? Yeah. It's like one of those moments, you reap what you sow, away. Eh? So I never did any homework, so anyway. <laughs> Uh, Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Can we just reverse? Uh, No, we're not on to Mark yet. That's all right. And one back. Go back to John. Thank you. It says this, You can ask for anything in my name and I will do it um, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. This morning, if you just write that script, underline that scripture in your Bible, a lot of the motivation behind this message this morning is to point to the person who needs to get the glory. That's, you're going to re- remember that. So we've got to point to the person who needs to get the glory when we're preaching and we're when praying in the name of Jesus. Let's keep going. We, we read uh, last week, this is a quick recap in John eighteen thirty five to 36. The team won't, I don't ask them to have it. But it says this, My kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. We've got to understand when we're ministering and speaking and praying and commanding and taking authority in the name of Jesus, we're not taking authority uh, over an earthly realm. We're taking authority over a spiritual realm. And we're, we're, we are a mind, body and soul, we're, part, we're spiritual beings, and the, it's the heavenly realm, it's the, it's the dominion of the earth It's the spiritual realm that we're speaking into right now. When, when something's coming against you, generally it's a spirit that's coming against you. Every sickness and every disease is a spirit that's come against you. It is. And so now that's how we can take authority in the name of Jesus in the spiritual realm. So remember John chapter 18, 35, 36. My kingdom is not of an earthly realm. They may have it. Good. Um, Philippians chapter 2, 6 to 11. There's more scriptures in there, but it says my name is above every other name. Every other name. And I, we talked last week about how you have a name and I have a name. And then we talked even uh, when we got into Acts chapter 19 about the disappointment of, of some people who tried to use the name of Jesus, but just let, got left beaten up and naked. Who knows? That's not a good day. It's not a good, but often even as Christians, we might, we might not feel like we've been, uh, we might not in the natural have been left naked and beaten up. Praise the Lord. But in our spirits, we've felt naked and beaten up because we're like, what's going on? I've been doing this, but what? why hasn't everything come through? And we get to this place where we're disappointed, we're disillusioned, and we, get, and we just end up in this place of repetition and we get to this place which I hate, which is called maybe. Oh, maybe God's going to do something today. Maybe He'll come through. But there's no maybe. I know, I like it with Jonathan and the Armour Bearer. There's a perhaps God's going to give us a victory in this. But that is great because it's come in a story in the Old Testament. And I love it. But we now have, we're living past the Old Testament. We're living in the New Testament. And we know how we have been given a little more bit of a direction and authority of knowing who and what we're going into with into battle with and there's no more perhaps God's going to give us a victory. We know that God has given us a victory because Jesus has won the victory. But we still live in this world that called is called perhaps because we still live in a fallen world. And we live in a world that's that is uh, in a spiritual world that is ruled right now by Satan. Even though Jesus is one, He's still got a bit of time to ruin people's lives, to steal, kill and destroy. But we know that God has come to give us life and life in its fullness. And so I pray this morning there's something getting stirred in your heart that you're, where, where it's no more perhaps God in this. There's an authority in this, in God. Um, who's ever broken up with someone? <laughs> Maybe. There's this line they, oh baby, um, you know, I don't know, uh, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, this never happened. Um, but I may. Well, after watching a lot of movies, whatever. <laughs> but there's this like, oh, you know, really, it's not you, it's me. Who's <laughs> is, is, is? Is anyone brave enough to admit that I've used that line? Oh, there's a couple. <laughs> It's not you it's me. When you know full right it's all about them. <laughs> if it was you you'd do something about it. But it's not you it's me. If if you if young people if you hear that line anyway. <laughs> it's not you it's it's me and I was just thinking about what I should title this message and this message is called it's not you it's me. And maybe you might remember it, but we break up and it's, the reality is it 's not you, it 's all about them but, and, and, and this morning we 've got to get to the point where it is actually it 's the opposite it 's not jesus it 's me it 's not jesus it 's something in me that 's not right, quite right. It's something in me that I haven't been able to align with the Word of God or the promise of God. And hey, we're not breaking up with Jesus this morning, amen? What we're doing is we're going, hey, I've got a relationship with Jesus and I've got to figure out, and I've got to, I, I want to learn how I can do this better and know the authority that I have in Jesus. Know the relationship that I have in Jesus. Know who who's, who's your daddy, like know who's with you. Know who your big brother is, Amen. Amen. Um, We gotta, we gotta keep going. I want to get. I want you to open your Bibles to Mark chapter nine. We're going to spend a lot of our time here this morning, Um, and and we're going through the whole chapter. Uh, i don 't often systematically work through the Bible, but the whole chapter and um, it 's broken up like this so we 're not going to read the whole thing because um, it 's going to take a while, but if you 've got your Bibles, you can all see it um, so in mark chapter nine there 's the transfiguration this when when Jesus says to um, Peter, James, and John come up to the mountain with me, and they go up to the mountain, and then, then Jesus is transfigured into his his, his glory into uh, in the glory, and um he's, he meets up with uh, Elijah and Moses, right? And uh and they have this conversation. The disciples are there, three disciples are with them, and then then Mark chapter nine moves on. And it talks about the healing of, of a boy who had an evil spirit. It's from 13 through to 29. And then from 30 to 32, it says it talks about how, again, Jesus is predicting His death. And it's something that, that isn't, yeah, anyway, we'll get there. Verses 33 to 37, it says, it talks about then who's the greatest in the kingdom. And then from 38 to 50, it, said, it talks about using the name of Jesus. The reason why we've got to go through this whole chapter this morning, uh, talking about the name of Jesus, is because it all relates to each other. I believe it's not, it actually flows in to one another. It's a very small period of time. I would say it's actually a 24-hour experience. Uh, as, as, As you read through this, there's so much happening. This is a busy day. Who would like to have a day like this? You know, go up the mountain, go for a walk with Jesus, See him glorified, and, uh, and then comes back down. Meet up with a you know a, a dad who who's been trying to see his son uh, get delivered, and then go for another work to walk to I think it was Capernaum, if we read correctly. Um, and then they talk about some other stuff. Then they talk about who's the greatest in the kingdom, and then they talk about who uh, you know using the name of Jesus. That's a busy day right there. But but I, I believe as we go through it um, this morning, God's going to reveal some stuff, and so. We're gonna try. The first thing that I wanna talk about is the transfiguration this morning. So if you've got your Bibles open to Mark chapter nine, you've got there faster than me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. I've got it open in the other Bible. But all right. We've got this this transfiguration from verses one to twelve. Let's read that out if we can on the screen. Is that it? No, that doesn't look like it. Um, let's like, I'll read it from here. Mark chapter 9. Uh, I, actually, it was it. Very good. Jesus went on and say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Verse 2. That's where we were wanting to get to. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed and his clothes came dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and um, began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as a memorial, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Um, He said this because he didn't really know what else to say. For they were all terrified we 'll come back to that in a minute. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, "This is my dearly beloved son. Listen to him suddenly we, we uh, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone and and, the, and only Jesus was with them as they went back down to the mountain. He told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. so they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other the what he meant. By rising from the dead, I want to talk about this because this has always been one of those scriptures that you're like, okay, that's cool. You know, Jesus was transfigured and he went into the spirit, and we saw Moses and Elijah, and they had this meeting, and the disciples were there, and Peter puts his mouth in it, puts his foot in his mouth, and he's just like, oh, has anyone ever been in one of those situations where you're, you're unsure what to say, and then. Yeah. Something just comes out and uh, it's like, it's not you, it's me. You know, something like that comes out, you say the wrong thing or, or whatever. Because you, you're nervous or, or you in this case it says the disciples were terrified. Uh, one of the things, you know, the only thing that if you're terrified in life, the only thing that should come out of your na- name is in the name of Jesus, Go. Amen. That is a great response to any fear that will come against you. Why? Because God's not given us the spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Right there. Yeah. Whenever something comes against you, no. In the name of Jesus, go. Yeah. Right there. So anyway, we're in this. We're in this. Um, this uh, account of the transfiguration, which is, I reckon, pretty cool. You know, three guys. Peter, James and John who got chosen by Jesus to go for a walk to see this happen. Now nothing like this has happened before. And in fact, this is, this is really interesting because it's, 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 it's Jesus actually choosing three people to encounter the heavenly realm. Something that has never, you know, the Holy Spirit has come upon people in the Old Testament and God's moved powerfully in the Old Testament. Uh, You know, Elijah was whirlwind and things like that. But um, this this is an amazing moment with Jesus and His disciples. He's leading them, not from just the natural teaching, but He's leading them to a place of experience in the Spirit. Right, and and one of the scriptures that I forgot to read out, Ephesians chapter one, verses fifteen to twenty-two, it says, you know, I pray that you you would you would be led into, led into this by the Spirit of wisdom and revelation that things would open up. When Paul's talking here, he's open, open our spirit up to the Spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's of the spiritual realm, not the natural realm. And the disciples, these three disciples, had a an experience in the spiritual realm. And, and as always, I've always wondered, why did Peter say what he said? Why did Peter say, Master, it's good for us to be here. Let's build some tents. Or let's build a memorial and move on. Here's the thing is because that's always what they used to do. In the Old Testament, when they when the disciples read the account of of Genesis and all that, what did they do? When they crossed the Jordan River, what would they do? They would set up a memorial. They'd do this, and then I would set up another memorial. So Peter's reply is a reply in the natural, not a reply in the spirit. And 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 in fact, I, I believe as Christians, we reply so many times in the natural. Then we should reply in the Spirit. The, the, and I was like, man, this is, a, this is awesome, God. You know, see, this is the first time, I, maybe there's other times as well, but this is a time that Jesus is saying to His disciples, hey, just come and experience what I'm going to leave for you. Come and experience. Like, yes, yeah, sure, right now, the curtain in the temple is still there. You know, this is what you know. But this, and and then it goes on. See so what does Jesus say at the end of it? He says, as they walking down the hill, don't talk, to, don't tell anyone right now. He says, don't tell anyone right now because why? Because he hasn't died, he hasn't taken authority, and hasn't risen again. But he was given an inside, a glimpse into the spiritual realm. We live in a natural realm, but we have the authority in the spiritual realm. Where does that authority come from? It comes from the power in the name of Jesus. If you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go back to to grab um, grab that message and just build that authority in the name of Jesus. Anyone had a who, who likes being chosen? You know, you line up in PE class. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few people here that like, no, don't bring that up. I've just had prayer for that. I've just gotten over it over last. 12 years! I've been chosen last! Anyway. My man, Peter, James and John, they got chosen. Come and experience this. Here's the thing is every one of us has been chosen. Every one of us has been chosen. Come on, you can experience this. You can experience this. You, you don't have to be Peter, James, and John anymore. Jesus has died and he rose again. He says, I've been given all authority in the heaven and on earth. Now for go and baptize. He's commissioned us. The spirit of the Holy Spirit lives in us. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Let's not build things or try and build things in the natural that we should be taking authority in the spiritual. Let's not. let's let's, let's come to a place where if you're unsure what to say about a situation that you you stop and we meditate and we, we pray on the Holy Spirit we read our Bible and then say what the Holy Spirit is telling us to say because we're getting out of our natural realm and we're getting to the spiritual realm so we've got this transfiguration in verse 9 and 10, talks about why, because it talks about He hasn't risen from the dead. Is Jesus alive today? Thanks, James. Great. Anyone else this morning? Mm, there's like a, there was like an over hmm. <laughs> hmm. Come on, is Jesus alive this morning? Yes. There's something to be excited about. Jesus is alive. We've been given all authority because He's alive. Buddha is not alive. Allah is not alive. They're, they're all dead. They're gone. False prophets. False gods. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. So the first thing this morning, on, it's time to go up the mountain. It's just time to go up the mountain. Time to spend time with Jesus. Time to get, just sit with Him. To be at the feet of Jesus. It's time to be a bit of Mary rather than Martha. It's time to Just sit and know that Jesus is Lord. Know that He's given you authority. All right, let's keep going. Um, Number number two, we're going to go on to verses. uh, The the, the time about Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. It says this, When they returned, verse 14, to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd surrounding them, and some teachers of religious law were arguing with them. When the crowd saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with awe and they ran to get him. Wait, uh, sorry, what is all the arguing about? Jesus asked. One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I bought my son so you could heal him. He is a possessed. He, sorry, he is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Yes, Uh, sorry, Jesus said to them, You faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought the boy. um, But when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, Since he was a little boy. Uh, the Spirit often throws them into the fire and, and or into water, trying to kill them. Have mercy on us. Help us if you can. What do you mean if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The Father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw this, the crowd of onlookers was growing and he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit, that makes this boy unable to hear and speak. He said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. And it goes on and the spirit came out. With this account here, there's so much happening. It's just awesome. It's just amazing. And so I like the question... That Jesus says, He says, how long has this been happening? How long has this issue been bothering you? How long has this circumstance been upsetting you? How long have you been putting up with this? I think we can relate to this question. As we live in the life that we live in, you you might not be the father of this demon outwardly, I should say, outwardly, Manifested um, demon possessed boy. You might not be that person, but you might be the person that has still chosen to put up with some stuff that is not of God but is of the devil. And live your life through it. But there's a point where I believe we're getting to to today is that, you know what? I don't want to live with this anymore. I don't want my son or my daughter to go through this anymore. I don't want to have this happening in my life anymore. It's not just about, you know, bringing to Jesus people that are uh, your sons and your daughters. But it's about bringing to Jesus ourselves as well. And And we live in this place like this Father is like, it says from birth. I understand this, you know. From birth, I've lived with some stuff. From birth, of of knowing that. Oh no, not not from birth, because you know I'm only so active as a baby. So are you, by the way. But as you get older, especially when I, I knew this about when when I was going to ask uh, when I when I came to ask Desiree to marry me. I knew there was a. I don't know the label of it, but there was like a promiscuous or a lustful spirit over my family, over my line. My, my grandfather was. He was never faithful to his wife. My, my father was never faithful to his wife. Uh, and there's seven marriages between my two, uh, my mum and my dad. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I knew that when I was coming to ask Desiree to marry me, and I'm the first Christian in my family, I wasn't naive about it. I'm like, Lord, I'm I'm going to break this off my family line. I'm going to break the spirit off my line. Yeah. And and so so now I'm like, Lord, and I've prayed it, and I I, I went and I got um I got counselling about it. Not because I was a mess, but I needed someone to help me to go, how do I articulate breaking off the spirit of my life? How do I mean and all that sort of stuff? And we've got people in the life of the church who can help you with this stuff. But I knew I just didn't want to go into my marriage and create the foundation of my marriage with this on my life and as there's a ch- there's opportunities that we can come to God every single day and we can bring, bring people to help and, and and to counsel us through stuff what it's just helping us pray prayer and pray prayers to Jesus and and coming to him anyway that's a side thing this morning but what do you mean if I can isn't that a great answer by Jesus he says you know the dad says oh you know uh, can you heal him if you can there's the whole maybe again. There's the whole what if again. But I understand that's a reality. Tonight, my whole message is all around, uh, if you can. And so I, pr- I pray it will be encouraging to you. But God, because you, have you ever struggled with doubt? Oh, I struggle with doubt. <laughs> but come on, I believe God has done it. Um, how long has this been happening? I want to encourage you this morning don't let leave things to keep just going oh this is how it is this is how it is no is it bringing life into your life or is it bringing destruction because there's only one side of the coin there's only one side of the coin let's deal with stuff in our life he goes and he says what do you mean if I can um, it's not about you it's about me remember what do you mean if I can? Oh, actually, okay, there's something that I've got to deal with. Can't every single one of us, I believe this morning, can get to a place that we can know the love of God, but the authority and the power of God. Amen. The authority and the power of God. See, as I shared earlier, um, Simon and I are travelling to India uh, we're connecting with Panu and Dina up there in Calcutta. And um, we're going to go and do some stuff in the Freedom Centre and, and just go and minister. And um, the great thing about it for me is uh, um, I've got this thing in my passport. And this, uh, you might not be able to see it, but uh, you won't, definitely won't be able to see the photo. But um, beautiful photo. <laughs> um, this, this thing here is called a, a visa it's called a visa for India. And, uh, and I've got one, which is good, eh? But some, one of these things is not like the other. And with Simon, Simon currently just has a passport. He doesn't have a visa. And the problem that Simon's going to have is he's not allowed to go into India. Now here's the thing. He looks like he should go into India. <laughs> He looks like he should go into India more than I should go into India. In fact, his heritage is just north of the border. And and like why he should be able to go into India way more than me. But I'm the one who's got the visa. Just trust me, I'm not being racist. I've actually spoken to Simon about this before we preached about it. And he's fine with it. But I've got the visa. See, the thing about a passport, The passport is really, really good. Very, very handy if you're wanting to travel. But the passport does one thing. See, it tells you who you are to travel. It's the document that you need to travel. It's got your name, your date, your birth, where you were born, when it's going to run out, um, a few other things on it. But it it just tells you who you are. It identifies who you are. Sometimes people say, have you got identification? And you need like a passport or a driver's licence something. So but that's good. So every single one of us, if you're travelling overseas, will have a passport or, or, or some sort of identification. But the thing that makes my passport better than your passports right now, if you're wanting to travel to India, is that I have a visa. And the visa, uh, it, it makes my passport a whole lot better because it gives me one thing. What does it give me? It gives me authority. It's like, I can flash this. Boom, let me in. Because I've got a visa. I've got a visa. I've got, Simon turned up with his passport, flashed the passport, no visa. Smell you later. He's not coming into India. He doesn't have the authority to come into India. But I've got the authority to come to India. By the way, we're praying for Simon that he gets his, pass, uh, gets his visa. We're believing that it's going to turn up on Monday. Amen. Why do I share that story is because we all have an identification. We all know who we are, right? But the great thing about it is the, the authority to travel into the spiritual realm, the visa that you need to travel into the spiritual realm that gives you authority in every single location is Jesus Christ. It's just a simple analogy, but if if you have your identification of who you are, but you don't have Jesus in your life, you don't know who Jesus is in in your life, you don't know the authority that you have to travel in the spiritual realm. But when you know you've got Jesus in your life, you've got authority to travel into the spiritual realm. Do you know what I mean? This is a little bit metaphorical right now, just in case you're unsure. But we've got authority to travel into the spiritual realm. Jesus knew who he was. And I've got to keep racing, but who he was. And he took authority over that uh, demon-possessed boy. And it moves on. Has uh, anyone had FOMO? Fear of missing out? Uh, I've got a little bit of that. I don't like missing out on things, especially lunch. And a few other things, but if we're honest, a lot of us don't like missing out, do we? We have the fear of missing out. But I'll bring this all, tie this all in a minute. Let's go back to the start of Mark chapter nine. Hey, um, hey Peter, what are you up to? Hey James, what are you up to? Hey John, what are you up to? Hey, let's go for a walk. Hey you other not, just stay there, don't need you. Just you're a guy. Just keep doing what you're doing. Let's go, guys. And they're off. And they Jesus and Jesus, James and John, Peter, James and John, they go for a walk. I don't know about you, but a little bit of fear of missing out I might be getting creeping in here. You know, oh flip. It's just us nine again, lads. What's Jesus up to this time? Oh, Peter got to go again. I don't, anyone relating here? This is, this is important because it all ties through in Mark chapter 9. See, Peter, James and John got to go with Jesus. The other disciples needed to stay and continue doing what, God, what Jesus had called them to do. See, this was not the first time that Jesus had sent out the disciples to go and heal the sick and, and cast out demons. This is what a not, this wasn't a new experience for the disciples. This was a normal, everyday experience for the disciples, and there were nine of them there. But it's, the father says that they couldn't do it. Why couldn't they do it? Why could the disciples not cast out? And then we hear this answer. It says Jesus says, "You, uh, are you faithless, is it?" It says yeah, something. Oh. What do you mean if I can, blah, 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 goes on. Anyway, Jesus just says, look, um, you faithless generation. And we lose, And it says this, there's no faith and we move on. And, and we just think, oh, the reason the disciples couldn't cast out the demon is because they had no faith. That's what we get from that scripture, right? If we were going to read that scripture, we'd read it through. Oh, Jesus answered, they had no faith. There's so much more in this than just have, not having faith. What they, what they had, uh, they, they did have faith, but they, what they didn't have was focus. Let me, let me help you with this. It says this. Um, verse 28. Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with the disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out the evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind of... Can be cast out only by prayer and another Bible's fasting, prayer and fasting. Uh, okay, what's this all about? Here's the thing: what is prayer and fasting about? Prayer and fasting is not about getting more power in your life. Jesus has already given all of Himself to you. You you can't pray and fast to get more power. What you do, what happens when we're praying and fasting is we get more focus. Not more power, we get more focus. And so when Jesus is actually saying to the disciples here, hey, this only comes out of prayer and fasting. This only comes out as when you focus on the right things. Why do do we know this? Because it keeps on going down. Let's read and it talks about the greatest in, in the kingdom. Says after they arrived at Capernaum and settled in the house, Jesus asked his disciples, "What were you guys discussing on the road? Have you ever had that question? Oh, hey, by the way, what were you talking about? Um, um, uh, And you not really wanted to answer the question because you knew what. When you answered the question, you were not really talking about the things that you should be talking about. This is what was happening, and what were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. This is a great leadership principle right here. we got nine disciples chilling out, hanging around, and suddenly Peter, James, and John are gone. All right, boys, we're going to do this now, says Thomas. No, not going to do that. We're going to do it this way some leadership ability rise up or, or now, that the be, now that the chosen three are gone, I'm going to step in here, says Judas. See, what they, why they couldn't cast out that demon is because they weren't focusing on Jesus. They were focusing on who they were. Remember what we talked about at the start of John chapter 14, so that they could bring glory to the Father. Every time that you're ministering in the heavenly realm and, and you're not bringing glory to yourself, You're not puffing up who you are. It's not about you. It's not about Jesus. It's about you. No, it is about Jesus. Every time we're praying for something, it's to bring glory to the Father. Every time we declare in the name of Jesus, it's about bringing glory to the Father. It's not about how great you are. Who cares about Benny Hinn Ministries? Who cares about that? What I care about is the Jesus behind it. Who cares about all these other ministries? What I care about is the Jesus behind it. It's kingdom principle. It's like, so here's the thing it's not about you, it's about Jesus. So when we're praying, it's not about you, oh, Lord, help me today. No, Lord, the Lord has helped you. He died and He rose again. This might be a little bit straight or, or, or this morning, but it's time to get just a little bit of, of grit in our spirit to go, you know what? Okay, I might be having to deal with some pride. I might have to deal with this. I might have to deal with that. But I'm going to focus on what it's truly about. And what it's truly about is bringing glory to the Father. See, our mandate and our mission on this earth is to bring glory to the Father. And we can do it through the power and the promise of the name of Jesus. Can someone give Jesus an amen right there? It goes on, and the music team can jump up. Uh, I can smell the barbecue now. (laughs) It's uh, it's not going to stop, though. (laughs) The next thing it goes into, and we're going to finish with this because we're out of time. Jesus welcomes, talks about the greatest. Can we put the greatest back up? Is that all right? Scriptures? I closed my Bible, sorry. After the raised arrived at Capernaum and settled in the house, Jesus asked his disciples, What were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which was the greatest, which of them was the greatest. He sat down and called the twelves over to him and said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Then he put a little child among them. Taking the child in his arms, he said to them, Anyone who wants welcomes a little child like this on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me wel- wel- welcomes not only me, but also my Father who sent me. I don't have a little child to hold on to at the moment. There's some little babies, little aloes over there. He's beautiful. Some parents in the parents' room holding a little child. The thing about a child is a child is going to give you absolutely nothing back apart from nappies, spit, a little bit of vomit, a little bit of poop. The thing about a little child is, you have to do everything for it. You have to serve it because why? You love it. You love them. I remember when when Jacob was born, our oldest son. When in the in the delivery room, and he came, and got given to us, and we put him in my sat next to there and we prayed and we named him Jacob. Tears coming down my face and I'm like, Lord, I'll do whatever it takes to serve and raise this child in your ways. So This is what Jesus is talking about. If you want to be the greatest, you've got to have a heart to do whatever it takes for someone to inherit the glory and the presence of God. That's what life is about. And that's why we pray and know the name of Jesus. If you want to be the greatest in the kingdom, oh, Peter, James and John, oh, they got to go this time. No. We do everything to serve. In fact, Jesus himself said this, the Son of God did not come to be served, but he came to serve why do we pray why do we take authority in the name of Jesus it's to serve take authority in the name of Jesus over your life to serve to see the kingdom of God to see the Father glorified His power in the name of Jesus why don't we all jump to our feet we're all we're, we're, we're going to pray and we'll be finished and thank you if you feel comfortable Why don't we close our eyes? Heavenly Father, I thank You. Lord God Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, that You sent Your Son Jesus to serve this world. And Lord, when You came, You took our sin on the cross and You rose again. You defeated the grave. But more than that, You You gave us All authority, you put a visa in our life. Says you opened every heavenly round. You opened the heavenly round. We could come boldly into the kingdom of God because of the visa of Jesus stamped in our life. But I pray, Lord, that we would choose to go up the mountain, Lord, not in a natural way, Lord but in a spiritual way, in a spiritual encounter, Lord, to sit at Your feet and to know that You are Jesus and to know that You have the authority over everything, absolutely everything. And Lord, I thank You that even though there's doubt in this world, Your promises are yes and amen. And I pray faith in this room, Lord, to believe, to believe again for breakthrough, to go again and to believe, believe. not not just a a maybe, but again, Lord, just a a belief in who they are in You, Jesus, who I am in You, Lord, the the stamp of authority, the, the mark of authority in my life, in our lives, Lord, to take authority over every unclean spirit, Lord, every area, to bring glory to Your Name, Lord. But Lord, I pray it comes out of a motivation to serve. It's not about who's the best or who's the greatest. It's all about you, Jesus. That we do everything that we can to serve you. And so Lord, I thank you. There's power in the name of Jesus. Because you've given us all power. You've got all power. Thank you for listening to this message recorded at Equipus Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit EquipusChurch.com.